Welcome back, everyone, to another Eats Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. We are enjoying the sunny south side of Fort Worth today. Uh, we're with Derek Walker at Smokeaholics Barbecue. There's such a great tradition of barbecue on the south side of Fort Worth. The whole Rosedale and Evans era, area was known for uh, Jimmy's Barbecue, Great Rib Place, uh, known for years and years, Roger Hughes Barbecue. When you talk about all the new barbecue, all the young people, all the the uh, you know craft barbecue, artisan barbecue, whatever you want to call it, you know the real old school barbecue started right here in Fort Worth, and so we're with Derek Walker, who's brought Evans Avenue Barbecue back with Smokeaholics. Hello, Derek. Hey, Bud. Derek, how'd you get started here, and what uh, and what made you start this kind of a business and this kind of craft barbecue and really doing something special with prime brisket doing everything they're doing at the fancy barbecue stands and doing it right here in the heart of the south side well for one i'm from the south side so this is home for me uh born and raised on powell avenue which is only about um well my block of powell is only about five minutes from the restaurant so i'm very very familiar with the area born and raised here walked up and down these streets many a days uh barbecue was is kind of second nature for me uh got into it as a kid with my granddad and it just blossomed into a passion so uh i started doing it professionally in 06 with catering and event vending and we would do pop-ups i like to say uh, i was doing pop-ups before pop-ups were cool and um yeah we uh, ended up in a food truck a year ago uh we ran the food truck and it was crazy sold out lines every time and then we ended up here uh as far as craft barbecue goes that's kind of new you know in the last year or so i've always done barbecue but the craft the uh the craftiness i i'd say came <laughs> came about a year or so ago when uh when craft barbecue kind of took off once again second nature for me because i'm a chef by trade so as far as plating and presentation to me that's what craft barbecue is uh still the good same old school barbecue like granddad was doing it's trimmed a little more uh a higher grade of meat we use a higher quality meat yeah you use, you're using prime brisket your yeah. your uh, ribs are from colorado yeah you know the, people are using compart duroc ribs and you know all these high grade uh rib pork and high grade beef and then other than that it's pretty much presentation and then actually taking pride into the sides which were always thought of as an afterthought as far as barbecue when you have beans and potato salad well what do you think of the whole craft barbecue explosion particularly in fort worth uh, you know forever forever people have talked about franklin barbecue that's been down in austin five years people said when are we going to have something heim opened up his truck first and then his restaurants people said okay we've got something that's like austin pecan lodge open and then all, now we have 18 people we have yeah. you know 18 uh, barbecue places trying to do either they came from austin they want to do something like austin barbecue you're in the middle of it but you you've kind of got a good position good perspective what do you think i'm i'm i'm, I'm very happy with what we have going on here uh me and most of the guys you know we talk uh, every, the barbecue is a close-knit community so we all talk we all communicate and uh basically we're just happy you know that to be brought up with some of the greats like austin and you know the san antonio and houston i mean we're we're already on the map i guess forward you can say is already on the map now but we're trying to make our our, our home a barbecue destination so you want you know when you talk about the lockharts and the austins and people are doing these uh barbecue pilgrimages uh, so to speak forward to be on their list you were talking about the uh, the other barbecue guys, and it's almost 
there's almost a, a, a friendship among them. Uh, talk about some of the guys you've worked with and, and uh, that how closely y'all work. It's not really competition. No, it's a little more than a friendship. It's more like a brotherhood. Um, so myself and Panther City, very, very close. Um, also, Trevor from uh, Bricks Barbecue and uh, Jim, Jim and Mandy Lero from uh, Lillian's Barbecue. Um, you got Dane at uh, Dane's Craft Barbecue. All of us, you know, talk, um, even um, Joe Risky, you know, of course he comes from a long line of barbecue greats, but, you know, he's branched out and doing his own thing. So we talk. Uh, Brandon Hurtado, even though he's in Arlington, another good friend. And um, Those are all good barbecue names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, up and coming Daryl Byers from Seven Acres. And, man, there's a lot of us. Yeah, Daryl used to work at the Star-Telegram. Yeah. Daryl's yeah. found a much better business than Friday. Yeah. He's, he's in the barbecue business now. He'll yep, be opening yep. a place soon with Seven Acres. Yep. yep. So, man, there's a lot of us. And I'm sure I probably failed to mention a couple. Derek, if somebody's – go ahead, Steve. I was going to say, it sounds like a really big club. I mean, uh, yeah. we've just had such a big explosion of everybody wanting to do barbecue out here. I was really impressed with, with uh, Smiley's and Ponder and, and Panther City here. And When you go, they have – stickers and signs from other people's barbecue mm -hmm. restaurants everybody you know, it's like everybody promotes everybody else's restaurant and in particular they promote you because you're not just open weekends yeah yeah so i'm open uh wednesday through saturday uh used we were open sunday sundays were a little slower for us we got a nice, nice lunch crowd here so wednesday through saturday are the days that we're open and uh like i say those guys are normally closed on tuesday i think i'm the only one open on wednesday and it's you can come here on a Tuesday and catch all of them here. So I'll open the back gate and you can look in the back. All the other pet masters, all are, the here other pit masters are here eating. Uh, AJ, who's uh, uh, a, a well-known pit builder in the area from AJ's Custom Cookers, he's my smoker fabricator. He'll be here eating. So everybody just hangs out, man. Like I say, it's a brotherhood. It's more family than it's no competition at all. Tell me what's different about Smokeaholics Barbecue from some of the other craft barbecue places. Tell me what you do differently. So what I've what I've said in the past is right now there's an influx of Tex-Mex influence as far as uh, Texas barbecue goes. And like, you're not doing any of that. I'm not doing any Tex-Mex. The closest thing you can get here to Tex-Mex is a brisket nacho, and I just threw those on because I just love nachos. So you're bringing <laughs> you're bringing you say you call it a soul food influence. I'm bringing a soul food. Uh, uh, I call mine a Texas barbecue with a soulful twist. So. You got Tex-Mex, I call mine Tex-Soul. I coined the phrase Tex-Soul. So I've got Tex-Soul barbecue. So, I mean, still your good Central Texas brisket, ribs, chicken, sausage, um, turkey. You know, it, pretty much the meats are laid out the same as they would be anywhere else, except my ribs are a little different. But other than that, my sides are a soulful a soulful influence. So my collard greens are, you know, more, more of a southern from southern southern roots what's in them is there some smoked bacon or yeah there's always them? you can't have southern greens without any pork so there's pork there's garlic there's onion you know there's um a lot of spice spices that are passed down from my grandmother same thing with my mac and cheese three cheese mac and cheese only uh, difference is we put ours on the smoker and we actually smoke it instead of putting it in the oven smoke mac and cheese smoke mac and cheese and yep. then you have the desserts like sweet potato pie and sweet coca -Cola potato cake. pie coca-cola cake banana pudding uh when the winter comes around we'll have pecan pie we'll have peach cobblers we've got um 
just a lot, a lot of stuff, man. I, I have smoked chicken and dumplings, which I'm sure nobody's probably ever had in the area. That sounds real interesting. I love chicken what, and dumplings. What day are those smoked chicken and dumplings? <laughs> when, um, Once it gets cold, we'll probably throw those like on a Saturday. Also, my brisket chili is was a huge hit on the trailer. It'll be back once it cools off as well. So, yeah. Good gosh, Derek. Yeah. Yeah, no, brisket chili sounds really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I meant to, actually, I'm uh, judging the firefighters' chili cook-off here later uh, this month. Yeah. So, uh, you know, y'all look Are you into, getting your stomach in shape? Yeah, yeah. You were having chili yesterday <laughs> yeah, yeah, in Riata. Yeah, yeah, I had chili yesterday, too. <laughs> I love, I love a good of, chili. You're kind of getting in shape, getting tuned up. <laughs> you're young, Steve. You can do all this. See, I, I, I have to limit my chili. I can only have a little bit of chili. So, <laughs> Derek, um, you've been such an inspiration to everybody because – Everybody else went to some place that was obvious, like the hospital district, and set up shop, and, and where there was going to be a crowd. You've come to the South Side, where there are a few thriving businesses up and down here. The first restaurant review I ever wrote in the Star Telegram was Drake's Cafeteria mm-hmm. up on Rosedale. Uh, there's been one barbecue place down the street. Kips has kind of made it. Uh, there, but you've come to a place that isn't as busy a street. And you brought people over from the hospital and the medical district. You've done a lot for the South Side. Yeah. So when I was when I first got this place, a lot of people were like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Yeah, this is it." It, it, it. You know, I'm one of those people who I'll explore a few options and then I'll sit back and I'll wait. And eventually, something something if it's for me, it'll speak to me. So this building kept talking to me. I actually had another spot on the southwest side of Fort Worth right off of uh, Sycamore School Road and I was teeter-tottering between the two and this building just kept speaking to me it kept speaking to me and kept pulling me back this way so this is where I landed and I really wasn't worried about the business of the street because I had already built up a buzz around Smokeaholics for like I say the food truck was doing phenomenal I had been catering and event vending for years my social media accounts uh, I've got plenty of followers on social media and I'm really great at, at social media marketing as far as marketing my business so I knew the people would come and if the food is good you'll draw others so that's what I banked on and it it worked out that has been a big uh, difference for you and for Jubes over on Edgewood Terrace y'all are both use social media real well to mm-hmm. to build interest and, and build excitement you said what days it was like wednesday through saturday mm-hmm. uh, what, what are your hours and when do you normally sell out <laughs> uh wednesday through saturday 11 to 7 or sold out and it, it just varies any mm-hmm. any every day is different so mm-hmm. um like week before last we went the whole week we only sold out on saturday and it was almost six it was right after six o'clock mm-hmm. so it really wasn't as, hey, mm-hmm. you can still technically call mm-hmm. it a sellout but it was almost time to close uh-huh. so the week before that we sold out every day then last week we sold out three of the four days so mm-hmm. it's just it, it varies i don't know uh-huh. i guess uh-huh. when they want to come they come <laughs> and we were talking about the, that you have uh, barbecue with soul but also you really have a different uh, barbecue from what people are getting a lot of other trucks you mm-hmm. have less uh what do i say less peppery yeah. rub you have you have a more subtle style yep. talk about that so my technique is still central texas but me myself i don't I, I'm, I'm not the type of person who sticks to a script you know uh, so some people want to stay oh okay my barbecue is central texas style so they'll want to stick to all the guidelines of central texas barbecue well i am from central texas i trim my briskets the way central texas people will trim them i use the exact same seasonings but i use them in a ratio that's 
I like. So I'm not just going to do it because that's the norm or that's what everybody else is doing. I'm going to do it the way I like it. So I don't like a super, super peppery bark. And you can still achieve the color and a, and a good bark without having that much black pepper. So I backed up on the pepper. Still using the same seasonings as everybody else. And as far as my ribs go, those are totally different because a lot of Central Texas style cooks, they'll use salt and pepper ribs on their ribs. And then they'll, they'll glaze them at the end with a sauce and set the sauce to get their sweetness and their color. Well, I like to build my flavors from the beginning. I, like I say, I, I've got a culinary background, so I was always taught to build, build flavors from the ground up. So as far as my ribs go, I add my sweetness, I add my color using paprika and things like that to my rub, and then you get that in there in the beginning, and I don't have to glaze or do anything at the end. We don't use any sauce on our ribs. It's always a dry rub. So um, I think that's kind of what sets mine apart from everybody else's. Yeah, your ribs are the flavor's not rubbed on or poured on. It, mm-hmm. It's, I mean, the flavors in those. And you're buying a nice rib and put it out there with a nice flavor. And when people might get excited if they go someplace and the ribs are covered up with cayenne pepper or yeah. something, but you know, you go out here and you really taste the rib. <clears throat> then your sauce is a little more subtle too. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a a, a good sweet sauce. It's got a little kick to it on the back end couple of fruit notes nice little, a, nice amount of salt and pepper and a couple of other but, little things but it's thinner it's it's not the it's not the big thick you know yeah uh, and a tech a good texas style sauce should be kind of thin it, it shouldn't be a kansas city thick tomatoey sauce a good texas style sauce should be a little thin a little sweet a little heat and and a, and a nice color now, did you ever do like competition barbecue? Yeah, we did. Uh, I, I competed for a while. I got uh-huh. a bunch of pictures over there on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but to us, man, it was more of a party. Like uh-huh. I, I, I never really got serious enough to win any of the big trophies. We were we were working full time jobs, and we would only uh, co- sometimes competition barbecue was the only time that we ever had to go out and actually mingle and have fun. Mm-hmm. So we we bas- we tried it t- our hardest to take it serious, but it never turned into anything. We we partied too much. Well, I'm like a certified Kansas City barbecue judge. All right, and, and chili judge. Steve, Steve will judge you. I won't. Ju- I won't judge you. Steve will judge you. Well, that's where you get the sample of all the great food. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I need to ask the two basic barbecue questions. Where's your sausage from, and what do you smoke over? So we smoke with pecan. Well, 100% pecan wood. If you look in Texas Monthly, they have us listed as pecan and mesquite. We did used to mix our woods. I, I did used to use a mixture of pecan and mesquite. But uh, my wood purveyor that I'm using right now has, has been bringing me some of the most beautiful pecan. And I just, I hate to mix it. So I've been using 100% pecan since we opened the restaurant. Uh, my sausage is from a, a, a small batch manufacturer out of Waco, Texas. We actually make sausage, but... Since we've opened the restaurant, I just don't have the time or the space or the staff to keep up with the demand right now. So we're we're going through like 200 pounds of sausage a week, and my kitchen is tiny. I don't have anywhere to hang 200 pounds of sausage, and I don't have anybody to stuff in case 200 pounds of sausage a week right now. So like I said, we're buying it, and we're getting it made from a small batch manufacturer out of Waco right now. And your prices are craft barbecue prices, 13 15 17 for plates, mm-hmm. but uh, but you do have rib tips. Talk mm-hmm. about rib tips. Yeah, so we've got some uh, – once again, we I, I know the area that I'm in, and I wanted to make it affordable and uh, make it something good for everybody. So I've got some cost-effective things on the menu, like the rib tips. They're $6 a pound, those – I can't cook enough of those things. They fly out of the door. Those will be gone before 2 o'clock. I don't care how many I make. Um, we've got a smoked bologna. You know, that's another cost-effective item on the menu. And, um, you know, most of, a lot of our sandwiches are 
or more on the cost effective side because we bring in these huge craft barbecue uh, connoisseurs and then seven seven dollar sandwich. Yeah. So we bring in these huge craft barbecue connoisseurs, and then we bring in grandma and grandpa from around the corner who don't want to spend <laughs> an arm and a leg on some barbecue. So we try to make it good for everybody. Well, what sells the most? Is it like ribs or brisket or what? Brisket. Brisket? When, when I was on the food truck, ribs always sold out first. And we, we sell a lot of ribs. I think we're selling more ribs. I've talked to a lot of the guys. I'm, I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty much selling more ribs than pretty much anybody. So I sell a lot of ribs. But uh, brisket, man, we sell out of brisket first every day. It's the first thing to go. What do you plan to do next? Well, next I want to expand here. I'm looking to do an expansion, hopefully winter, uh, early summer. I'm looking to do an expansion here. And then once I get the expansion done and get my get staffing corrected and, you know, get this place to where it can run without me being here forever, I want to open another restaurant. So, Derek, this is the point where we round up kind of the news of the week. I should have told you we talk about other food news. If you know any other openings, closings, anything else, if you eat anywhere good on your day off that you want to talk about? Hmm. Openings or closings. So, or somebody else good you want to talk about? You want to? A lot of people good. If you haven't been over to Cajun Crystals in Demarcus's old location over off of McCart, you should go over there and check her out if you like Cajun food. Uh, Cajun Crystals? Uh, Cajunville Kitchen. Cajunville Kitchen. Cajunville Cajun, Kitchen. Cajunville Kitchen is excellent. I went over there and had the uh, the uh, blackened chicken or the the, the uh, yeah, that's right. It was it was a blackened chicken. It was it had more stuff on it. It was really elaborate, really really well done. Cajunville Kitchen's a good new development. Steve, we've got big steakhouse news. Del Frisco's was sold. Uh, you know it. it to, yeah, the, to Landry's, right? To Landry's, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a Landry's card, uh, part of their club. You know, the the only restaurant around here is like Saltgrass. That's part Saltgrass of Saltgrass and Rainforest Cafe yeah, yeah, and the yeah. Jones Crab Shack. Right. Yeah. And then yeah, but all that left. It seemed like uh, just around here, it's just the Saltgrass. So it'd be nice to have another place that accepts my Landry card. Well, <laughs> and, and uh, so if D- Dell's now being part of that company, I assume at some point they'll accept the AAA AARP discounts and. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know they'll have the same kind of uh, of deals that Morton's and Saltgrass have. Uh, not it'll be a Morton's level steakhouse. It'll continue just like it is, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But it'll now be part of the Landry's Empire. What's more interesting there is what they'll do with Del Frisco's Grill because Del Frisco's Grill is kind of it's been around six or seven years, but it doesn't quite have an identity. Mm-hmm. People think it's Del Frisco's, but it's not Del Frisco's. It's a casual grill, and it'll be interesting to see how Landry's kind of uh, redefines the grill and see what they do with that mm-hmm. uh, other you know uh, the other big food news over on the west side was the 50 year old dairy queen closed over yeah. by oh, dickie's yeah. arena they're mm-hmm. gonna uh, they're making that into uh, some new development over there by the dickie's arena so you you, I, you didn't buy that you're not the one who bought that are you <laughs> i wish <laughs> i wish i could buy something right there by dickie's arena that's gonna be hot a hot commodity that'll that'll be a good place you know uh, taco heads is in good shape mm-hmm. i think i think the dairy queen was still doing good it's just uh, just say, oh, line out the line out the driveway. All it's the just the location now that yeah. they've built that the Dickies Arena right next to it. And it should point out all the other Dairy Queens are still open. If you want an old timey Dairy Queen, the one on Northside Drive is still open, and the North Side, uh, the uh, the newer Dairy Queens in Westworth are doing well, and all over they they have the the new Dairy Queens that have the Dreamsicle Dip Cone and mm-hmm. and things like that, or the Dreamsicle Dilly Bar or whatever it is. <laughs> it's an orange an orange ice cream and and. Uh, so the other DQs are there. It's just the the Montgomery the Montgomery ones gone. By the time people hear this, 
National Taco Day will have come and gone, but uh, you know, National Taco Day passed with, uh, and I, it just gave me a chance to mention that there's always, like on the borders, doing unlimited tacos for National Taco Day. You I was can, just uh, about to say this. <laughs> all you can eat brisket tacos for. Uh-huh. I think it's eleven ninety nine for brisket or chicken mm-hmm. on national on National Taco Day. But there is one restaurant in Arlington that's all you can eat all the time, and that's a little place called Bigotes, mm-hmm. and it's on East Abram near Ballpark Way. It's about a mile and a half from the football stadium, and Bigotes has all you can eat every day at lunch for it's seven dollars on weekdays, eight dollars on weekends. And they start you out with two enchiladas and two tacos, and then you can refill it as much as you want. So it's all the tacos you can you can have all day, you know, all year, anytime. It doesn't have to be taco day. Oh, well, I wonder if it's sort of like uh, I sometimes will do the all-you-can-eat ribs at the uh, Risky's at uh, downtown. And they start off with like maybe four ribs, and you go for a refill, and then they give you maybe two, and then you go for the next refill, and you start getting the ribs one at a time. Well, that, that, that's what I like about the – go ahead. Speaking of all-you-can-eat ribs, I think Jubes is doing all-you-can-eat ribs on Friday. Oh, oh now uh, that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I like about the, the all-you-can-eat at Bigotti's is that you go over there – and they start you with a plate, and then they don't ignore you. Then mm-hmm. they come over. I mean, the, the server actually came over and said, did you get enough? Do you mm-hmm. want more? Are you mm-hmm. sure? Do you want some more? It's mm-hmm. like they you know, kept encouraging me to have more and enjoy it. So mm-hmm. Bigotti's is on East Abram, just east of Ballpark Way. It's a good time to go uh, you know, because General Motors is on a work stoppage right now, and their lunch crowd is slow, so it's a good time to go over there. Uh, and I'll tell you, there is a story about me. And they all you can eat at Poncho's years ago. They, yeah. uh, they, oh, they, we decided to go have the a raise the flag. Thing, we decided right? to go have a sopapilla <laughs> contest. Short version: We decided to go have a sopapilla eating contest. I'd eaten about twenty. Another guy's had eaten thirty or forty. The manager came over and said, "Okay, all of you, you're out of here." <laughs> and I said, "I thought this was all you could eat." And the manager said, "It is. That's all you could eat." So, <laughs> wow. so yeah, that, that's my qualifications. Uh-huh. I've been thrown out of a Poncho's. <laughs> we have really enjoyed this visit with Derek Walker at Smokeaholics. Derek, this is really going to be a successful restaurant. You've drawn a great deal of attention, and uh, your chef background, your culinary background, uh, means that you really put a lot of thought and uh, effort and, and uh, into the detail, and, and you really care about it. You can just tell from, or even from the way you prepare the plate and look at the plate, and it's it's barbecue with real good care. I mean, I could. Uh, there's a little stuffed doll back in the back over there of uh, the chef from was it the South Park? South Park, yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking at it going like, wow, you look a lot like the chef from South Park. <laughs> <An> uncanny resemblance. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing. That, that's yeah. if people recognize you for that. I think people recognize you for your barbecue too. Yeah, Thank you very much. Derek, thank you for uh, being with us. And and, uh, I guess until next week, we'll have another Eat Speed podcast. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson.